Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta. What did we name this podcast? Snatched, honey. Snatched the podcast. We'll be covering episodes two and three this week. Um, joining me is my lovely co-host, Cherise. Say hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. We have a lot to cover, so we're going to um, just jump right in to uh, episode two, um, which was pretty explosive, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, I don't know if we're going to continue on the way that we did last week as far as um, just going scene to scene. I kind of like just want to, if we can, if it doesn't affect like the the beginning middle and end of the episode kind of just move along into the different couples or Mm -hmm. team folks so first up in this episode began with uh phaedra and apollo uh actually was phaedra and her mom and the kids was aiden's first uh dentist visit and so she had the two kids in tow and her mom and uh, I guess her and Apollo are still cohabitating in that same, which must be Tent's house, and he shows up a little later um, in the waiting room while they are waiting for uh, the pediatric dentist to to wait on uh, Mr. Hayden. Wait, wait a minute, he, is he Mr. No, he, he's Mr. He's not Mr. President, right? Mr. President uh, is the baby. The baby. I forget what they called him. He's so cute, though. He is so cute. So cute. Phaedra, I understand how angry she is. Mm-hmm. She, my goodness, she needs to, she needs to stop treating him so bad in front of her son. Yeah, it was pretty. Even like when he walked in, I think I heard Aiden go, "Uh oh." <laughs> it's so funny. I had that in my notes. I was like, "Oh," so then he knows, and oh, yeah. so she's teaching, she's teaching him to not respect his father, right? And that's not, I mean, what I, you know, again, I understand her anger, but yes. she needs to find a new way to deal with it. And her mom, I know that that's, I guess, the nanny or whatever, but she can't be all in their business. Okay. Like, that. that's terrible. Right. I had, yeah, I, I noted a couple times um, that there's the mom right there in the middle of every conversation that they have filmed so far this season. And it's so painful to watch. This was... This was uh, probably like the second or third time, I think, so far this season that the mom is just like right there in the thick of everything. It's like, lady, this is this is like a family. This is couples, uh, a, a married couple's issues here. And she's like, she's not even, she doesn't even look like she tries to budge to go anywhere and give them a little problem. <laughs> she right up in the mix of it with her nosy ass. Yes, she She needs to get some business. She should get some Absolutely, she needs some business. But I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I can only imagine her level of anger towards um, her husband right now and all that's going on. But at the least, the mother in law or whatever, Paige's mom, should take the kids away from the situation when she sees the stuff. Uh-huh. Because it's, you know, it's like. If your mama can't be the one to tell you to, you know, get yourself together, Nobody she's just can. an enabler. That's but I don't true. think she's all there anyway, so... The mom you know. does seem to be a few cards short of a of a, of a deck, but um, 
totally agree with you there too. Like take the kids away, let them go ahead and, and go at it, but not in front of the kids. And, and a lot of times when you, when, when you see even single moms or people who are having relationship issues with kids, I don't think they always mean to poison the kids, but you know, like some, some people do absolutely tell their, tell their kids bad things about their parents and way more than a child needs to know. But Sometimes the kids are just smart, and sometimes you don't even realize the the way that you're acting towards one another around kids. But they need to get it together. Yeah. Not cute. But that little baby boy, he sure does make me... He makes my ovaries scream. He's oh. so adorable. Oh, my gosh. I have a friend who wants to steal him. She talks yeah, about stealing him. Yeah, I would take him, him too. <laughs> I would take him, too. Um, so, yeah most awkward uh doctor visit ever and then they part ways and he says dad where are you going <laughs> so sad so sad um, she's gonna have to tell that little boy his daddy's gonna be in jail as hard as she wants to you know what but she has to accept the responsibility you chose that uh felon yes. so he's a two-time loser what did you expect like mm. i don't know i think that's part of her own guilt but Wanting to have that light-skinned baby with good hair. Mm-hmm. She needed to go find her, somebody <laughs> up in the church. Since she's such a southern belle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think uh. that she's probably dealing with some guilt there, but. Yeah. Well, they part ways, and next up, um, which is probably the the theme of the whole episode is the preparation and then um eventual party for Cynthia her and Peter are up next and they're working on planning her party to she's done um a a several page spread in Ebony I don't know if it's already come out or yes it came out came out a few months ago okay yeah so she did a, a spread in Ebony beautiful spread I thought um it's one of those age issues being beautiful at every, at at any age and Cynthia's what like 47. She looks great. She looks like, awesome. You cannot take that away from her. The pictures were awesome. Mhm. Very much so. So if I'm going to look that way at 47 or even a little bit like that, like I welcome it. <laughs> okay. So they get to talking about the uh the guest list and who's coming and who's not coming and of course she mentions you know Nini's not coming for obvious reasons remember they they uh ended last season the friend contract is shot to hell they're they're not they're not friends anymore so that's that and then apparently she tells Peter also I'm not a bit, I'm not I'm also not inviting Portia because Portia's been talking crap about me you know in the blogs and online which just to be everybody needs to grow up grow up like oh she's been talking crap about me so she's not invited and then they I think they kind of do a little um flash for flashback word to some interview that um I think Portia was talking to Andy talking about you know pretty much calling Cynthia a flip-flopper and uh, with regards to the whole Kenya Portia debacle, um, she's been a fence rider since she got on that show, yeah. and Cynthia shouldn't be surprised, right? She uh, so 
I wanted to ask you, did you feel like, so the, the whole issue here is that, long story short, the whole um, fight with Kenya and Portia, Portia feels like Cynthia um, backpedaled, backpedaled, took Kenya's side, but also said, I, I see why you did what you did, because you were provoked, and so she just kind of she's kind of been talking smack like oh Cynthia's a flip-flopper one minute she you know understands why I did it but she doesn't condone what I did and the next minute she's you know all up in Kenya's ass so whatever whatever um so that's that they're um planning this this big soiree where we're inevitably you know something's going to go down we've not seen a a party event dinner or any <laughs> anything in the housewives franchise just end up being a decent dinner party or right. evening. <laughs> but, people uh, can't get together and have a good time no they cannot something's going to go down of course but you know we'll get to that um we also pick up a little with uh Candy and Todd. So we got to talk about this part. So Candy's talking to Todd about getting Mama Joyce a new house. Now, about two two seasons ago, Candy's Candy's had this wonderful. It's it's a mansion. I will call it a mansion in Atlanta. Um, Ever since her escape days, so everybody knows she's pretty frugal. She's she's decent with her money. Um, but she finally got a new house that her and her and Todd now share. So she gave her old house to Mama Joyce. Let's talk about that. Uh, she is the most ungrateful individual I have ever. How do you not move into a house somebody gives you? Honey, it's too far away. It's way out there. That's what she kept uh-huh. saying. Candy keeps describing it as way out there and... So she's getting a new house. So in my notes, I wrote for why. <laughs> yeah, like, I just want to know for. I said the same. But the funny thing, and my I wrote on my notepads because I was listening to it again at work. I was like, "WTF? Really? A house? Another house? Yeah. No, a seven bedroom house with a basketball court. What What do you need that for? She gonna say for Riley, but come on, that child is spoiled too. We don't even, We'll talk about we'll that talk later. About, we'll talk about Riley and, and definitely more in, in detail in episode three. But um, so Todd <laughs> Todd poses a very interesting question here when he says, well, "What's it gonna take to Mike to make Mama Joyce happy?" Because Candy's like, "Oh, I just want to, you know, want her to be happy, and I'm gonna get her this house." Blah blah blah. So if you're if you're uh, keeping score at home or or if you're alone that's a seven bedroom house god i'm sure that house can't be can't be older than 20 years uh the new house that candy and todd have inhabited for two years and now uh mama joyce gets to get another house (laughs) girl let me tell you something mama joyce would be in a condo somewhere in a senior uh, one of those senior living communities and out of my face. That's where she needs to go. Dude, what is it, what is it about? I mean, I get it. Uh, you know, I'm a country girl. But, you know, I understand wanting people wanting homes and land and houses. But what does a 60-some-year-old lady need with a seven-bedroom house? 
Like, she doesn't. I don't understand. control. And I feel like she's, I don't know. I, I, I'm a firm believer that if you have kids, your kid's life belongs to them once they become adults. Right. And I feel like she feels that somehow she's owed because of Candy's success. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know. I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I think she does feel quite entitled. But also, talking about taking responsibility, Candy's enabled this lady, obviously, since since she got on. So, she created but, you know, this But monster. it probably started way before that. And I think Candy also feels responsible because didn't her brother die? I think so, yes. And mm-hmm. I think that that, you know, that's probably another issue that you know, has her feeling responsible for her mother in a way that most people can't understand. Mm -hmm. And then if she's been brainwashing her like this since before her success, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not like she needs some psychotherapy, honey. (laughs) I shouldn't even laugh because it's true. It's, it's, it's been going on ever since we've been introduced to Mama Joy since Candy got on the show, just how she manipulates this poor girl and, it's um, it's something to see, but I, I, I just I just noted that you know Candy is still making excuses for her when when she and Todd are talking about the whole house situation, and I just cannot believe that she is continuing to make excuses for this this ill-behaved old lady. She is so, oh my gosh. Okay, so when she came in, when mm-hmm. Candy was taking her to see the house, yes. That, <laughs> face though she is the most screw-faced old lady why do you mean making it 60 just face scrunched all the way up somebody is about to go buy you a house and you i'd be like i can't take you nowhere until you fix your face you're gonna have to fix that face before we leave here and then on top of all of this so this isn't this is a this isn't even the first house that candy's showing up apparently this this part this scene is showing her like one of I think she said a few houses that she, several houses that she's shown this woman and she's hoping that this will be the one. So she's turned down a few <laughs> up until this moment. Um, I've been like, you don't like none of the houses. Oh well, I guess you'll stay where you're at. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, this next scene with Brandon and Kenya, I, I don't even really have a whole lot to say. Um, we all know Brandon from he he always shows up and and lends a little moral support slash uh ego boosting for for Kenya and here Brandon shows up to Kenya's house to talk about the whole fallout from the from the fight from last season and what she's doing and how she needs to move on and get over it blah 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 Nothing much going on there. Um, but he had me cracking up when he said he didn't want to be a victim of uh, any more light skin on light skin crime. Oh, yeah. That, that, I, I thought that was funny. That was <laughs> that was hilarious because he was uh, talking about him and Apollo, you know, going going for blows in that pajama jammy jam craziness. In TLC outfit. Didn't he have on the TLC Girl, he had, pajamas? He, he sure <laughs> enough had on, uh, I think he had on Chili's outfit. Uh, down to the hotel girl (laughs) (laughs) yes i was dead i was like really though oh okay boo but i like him but i I like him too and he told her like 
I mean, you have to get over it. Like, stop playing victim, girl. He wasn't playing victim, but he was staying out of Apollo's way. Portia needs to stay out of people's way. Right. Stop messing with folks. That's right. But um, I wish they could find another storyline for him other than being her just... I don't know. Flunky? Right, pretty much. I didn't want to say it, but you did. Sorry, I'm just saying. No apologies needed. <laughs> Let's move on from their craziness. He he manages to boost her spirits and her head a little bit. Doesn't take much to boost Kenya's head. She's not all that down in the dumps. Um, we, uh... So this this scene was kind of short. We didn't have a lot of Miss Nene in this in this episode because um, she's in Vegas. She's in Vegas, so she's kind of away from all of the Atlanta drama right now. Um, the, it's opening night of the the Cirque show. Um, I can't remember what Zumanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I really noted in this scene is the orgy scene. Um, they showed a little bit of the orgy scene and her her hosting and performing at the Cirque show. And I have to say, for as, as prude as she was acting in the first episode about this whole sexual show, she she looked pretty comfortable in, in her surroundings to me. Because so. she was fake, but anyway, with her pearl, fake pearl clutch and self. Yes, ain't that something? Anyway, so that's Nene. She's off in Vegas, finally um, getting over her opening night jitters. So um, I want to switch back real quick to Candy and Mama Joyce. They finally, we get this scene where she's finally showed up at this house and showing Mama Joyce the house that she thinks will win her over. And shockingly enough, Mama Joyce loves the house. I was, I was pretty shocked. I didn't think this woman could be pleased. Yeah, no, I didn't either. I thought she was going to find something wrong with it, but, but mm-hmm. she was not without drama. No, she was not, not without drama. Um, before we get to the drama that she did bring up, did you see how her face was scrunched up? That It was kind of like the house was filled with like model furniture. <laughs> And it was somebody. Yeah. And it was about the, that table. That table girl, her face was scrunched all the way up. I can't take her. I really, like, really, I would have to. I would be like Carmen. I'd be like, look, old lady, what you want to do? Right. Because we could go right now. She's a mess. Yeah, she really She's was so eyeing that table as if it had done something to her soul. I was like, <laughs> Lord, lady, that table does not have to stay. Get over it. So her and her and uh, Candy are just chatting it up, and you know, Candy wants to have a baby, and her and Todd had talked about it previously, and I guess she brings it up to her mom, and and she she's like, "Did Todd have a vasectomy?" And Candy's like, "No, why would you say that?" She's like, "Oh, I must have dreamt it." <laughs> Girl, bye. I was like, she called her mom Miss Cleo. I was. That was the nicest thing she could have said because right. I would have had a mouthful. That was not; those were not the words that would have come out of my mouth either. Not mine. I was like, "Did I, why are you concerned with my husband's penis right. in that way?" How, though I don't quite understand. How are you dreaming of my husband's balls and and such? <laughs> like, really? His sperm count, please, Jeez, lady. lady. So yeah. she's she's she is a. A freaking mess, and she—they had a—they flashback to uh, the altercation she had with Todd's mom, 
during the whole uh, wedding, leading up to the wedding of Todd and Candy, and I guess they they had harsh words. I didn't watch all of that special. Oh, that was good. Um, I watched like the beginning and the end, but there were parts that I missed. But I did see, you know, obviously online the talk about the uh Miss Joyce I mean just she disrespected his Todd's mom <laughs> in every way possible. Todd's mom was gonna put in work on Mama Joyce. Yeah, I think she she I, I think she uh met her match in Todd's mom because she she seemingly has a little bit more sense than Mama Joyce but she's not to be played with. Yes, she's never scared. No. <laughs> so, she um, was so ready to go. Oh gosh. I would love to see that. Go you know how mothers are with their sons, yes. too. So. Oh, my gosh. She would go to war for that boy. Yes. Um, so, finally, we lead up to the to the best part of this episode, which is Cynthia's party. Um, everybody's showing up to show her love, except for the people that were not invited. Um, and we finally... For the first time, we've seen her in the opening credits and, you know, to come on this season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Claudia Jordan. Yeah. Claudia Jordan, who I only really know from Apprentice and The Price is Right. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, she shows up for the first time. Um, she comes to the par- come to Cynthia's party as Kenya's plus one. Um and obviously Cynthia knows of her or whatever, but they're they're basically meeting, um, you know, trying to in, in, interject her into the show and let her meet all the girls. Um, so far, so good. I mean, it's on, she was only there at the party, so I'm pretty sure she's going to get into some mess before this season is all over. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, Candy is talking to Kenya, asking her about the charges against Portia and what's going on with that whole thing. So Kenya's pretty, Kenya's pretty, uh, to use, uh, one of Portia's old words from last season, perturbed, uh, that, that, she, <laughs> that she's even bringing this up at someone's party. Like it's so unheard of to have a confrontation. It wasn't even a confrontation. I thought it was a it wasn't a conversation worth having in front of other people, but I didn't think it was such a horrible question as based on some of the, some of the fights and altercations we've seen go down at some of these events, but whatever, she's asking her about what's going on with the whole Kenya, uh, Portia legal, legal battle, or if there's whatever the charges, you know, um, Kenya kind of just, you know, Clutching her pearls that Candy didn't think it was worthy of her calling the police, mm-hmm. which it really wasn't. But right, and basically Kenya's whole thing now is that whatever happens, it's not really about what she's doing because once the police are involved, it's up to them if they want to, you know, continue on this legal criminal issue with. Portia putting hands on her or what's going to happen. I don't know. Um, I was surprised to see Portia back on Housewives. I thought that she wouldn't be back on. I know that she's not in the opening credits anymore. But apparently she's not done on Housewives. So Because they know that that girl was provoked. Yes. And they didn't want, they didn't want any lawsuits. 
because I really feel like I, I, I already said this that she had every right to lay that girl out. Yep. So they and they knew that if they didn't put her on, there would have been problems. There would have been problems. So anyway, the highlight of the evening shows up, Mister Apollo. He needs to sit his ass down somewhere. He does not need to be in anybody's bar. Isn't he going to jail? Girl, that's what someone said, too. Fresh off his sentencing, he shows up to the party ever so dapper as if he doesn't have a jail term coming up any day. Um, (laughs) Kenya looks mortified. Like, why is he here? And he says hello to everybody. And as soon as he speaks, Kenya and Claudia, like, split. They get up and leave and say their goodbyes, try to say their goodbyes to Cynthia and, you know, wish her well on her evening and congratulate her on her spread. Meanwhile, we see Apollo over on the couch with, I think he was with Peter, Candy. And Todd, yeah. And Todd, just telling all of his business with (laughs) his wife, him and his wife's business. You know, they're just over there, like, willing participants. Like, why wouldn't you listen to all this crap he's getting ready to tell about what's going on with me and my wife, but I want you to know that Apollo might be a criminal, but he is far from stupid. He has calculated because he is getting Phaedra Mm -hmm. where he knows it's going to hurt her because he knows that she cares. She's very in control of her image Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she always puts on this happy cutesy face. Mm -hmm. Apollo's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, you want to act stupid? Okay. Let me tell you all about this lady. Yep. He Mm -hmm. said she wears Jordans on one foot and Louboutins on the other. I was like, that was a read. (laughs) Brilliant. Oh my. That was a read. Total read. Totally. Yeah, that's not. uh, Yeah, it's not going to end well for the two of them. It's not going to end well. But Apollo's like, I'm not going down without a fight. He's going to jail, leaving us on his, you know, leaving him on everyone's minds. Right. This is true. So he claims, so he he realizes that uh, Kenya's taken off and he's trying to atone before he goes off, apparently. Um, Atone my ass. Atone my ass. Girl, I wrote down (laughs) lies you tell. Um, Talking about fellatio, uh, if I, I was like, if they keep saying fellatio one more time, so he confronts uh, Kenya. Let's break this whole thing now. So Kenya's outside waiting for her car to come around or whatever. He stops her before she leaves and it's like, oh, can I have a, you know, she's talking to, to send her goodbyes outside now to Cynthia. I don't remember where Claudia was. I don't think I saw her. Um <laughs> She's probably still in the party. Still in the party. She's like, I came, I can have at least one drink. You can drag me to this party and then make me leave without having a beverage. So, Paula's like, wait, you know, I want to have a word with you. Can I have a word with you, please? And Kenya relents and she's like, what is it? And they start talking. (laughs) So, what happens is, uh, Apollo's like, I want to apologize, you know, if I disrespected you. I always like the apo- the if apology. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. But the funny thing is when they played the clip back and he said, with your dirty feet, I th- <laughs> your feet are dirty, 
I was like, oh my gosh, I had forgot he said that. He sure did. That was at one of those reunion specials a couple years ago, remember? I was oh, I was in tears during that Hilarious. flashback. Hilarious. He was so smug, too, in that flashback. Like, whatever. So, come to find out. So, Kenya's like, what is it, Apollo? What do you have to say? And so, he's given the if apology. She's not buying it. And then he gets pissed off. So the apology goes completely awry. He's like, F it. Then basically I take my apology back. (laughs) (laughs) What else can I say to you? And she's like, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. And then, you know, one more time he backs it up and goes back in for the the sincere apology. (laughs) The unapology apology um, that goes awry. So he's like, well. And so she's just like, flat out, Apollo, did I ever see you in Los Angeles? So a little background here really quickly. Uh, Apollo has told this lie that has gone on for damn near two years now that um, Kenya has, uh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Propositioned him with her giving him fellatio, I'll say it one more time, and in, in Los Angeles and he turned her down or blah, blah, blah. So remember all of these seasons, these past couple seasons, he's been saying, I could have hit it if I wanted to, blah, 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 blah. Kenny's like flat out, did, did you ever see me in Los Angeles? And he's like, no. And she, and he was like, um, I apologize for lying about saying that you offered me, you know, a fellatio. And she's like, Relief, like relief, just falls all upon her face. Um, this is after the stupid, an apology, apology. So, what did you think about her getting him to finally admit that? I have mixed feelings on it because I don't know if it's all a lie. Again, I feel like Apollo's very calculated, and at first I felt like, oh, she's vindicated. But then I had to say, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Now. What he was saying wouldn't have been so easy to believe if she wasn't carrying on like a little hussy. She wasn't completely innocent in the whole situation. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Right. Um, So you were texting. Someone else's husband. Yeah. And so why would anyone believe you? And you're not the victim here. Like you brought all this shit on yourself. So, but again, I don't like guys who lie on their penises, and so then there's that. But again, I question whether he was really lying, or again, like I said, Apollo's calculated, Mm -hmm. and who, like I said, he wants to go out with a bang. I guess he was trying to secure the check so he could pay back some of these uh, fines he has to pay to the government. So he wanted more airtime this year. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know that. I don't know that it's a lie, or if. Kenya paid, promised him money on his books if she could help, if he could help clear her name. I don't know. I don't know that I'm buying it, but that's my thought. I just thought, um, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the relief and vindication that obviously she did because I don't, I don't know for sure if something did or didn't go down, but I know for sure there was inappropriate behavior on both of their parts Absolutely, with the texting back and forth and the touching each other all up in the in the pool back down in Antigua and wherever else you know they've been a little too touchy-feely I mean like right out in the open and she did like it's the very first time she met him in Phaedra 
well, not Phaedra, she met him. She was overtly flirtatious. Yes, and I don't, I, I, I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like, flirt with who you want to, but don't flirt with someone's husband. Like, stay in your lane. Right. Before you get your head knocked off. Right. Keep, <laughs> keep it real cute. Oh, God. See, but the funniest. I, I don't play those games. The funniest. <laughs> the funniest is Apollo going back inside telling the group, yeah, I lied. They're like, what? But he's like, yeah, she never, she never, you know, I made it all up. And Peter's like, dude, what did you, what are you saying? Him and Todd are like, you made it up. They were like, you had us, you know, you had us going for years and the things that we've said to this lady, meaning Kenya, you know, we we had your back. We had you, you know, we, we were on your side. They kind of laughed it off, I guess, because, you know, the party was still going on and they were just kind of really shaking their heads at this idiot, but... He just looks so simple. So very simple. He looks simple, childish. Like, that's when you could tell where... Phaedra, like, Phaedra had to have known what she was dealing with. Because he's a dummy. He's a real live dummy. Yeah. The fact that he would even do it... Like, most men could... Man, listen. <laughs> no. Just no. Just all the no's and no... Noville. Like, oh, no. No. Absolutely no. Who, who would, I mean, man, I know men <laughs> that say deny till you die. Right. So who and what and why? Like that, that is what makes me think that he had an ulterior motive mm-hmm. for this bullshit confession. Right. It has to be. I'm, I'm waiting for it to see what happens further oh, in the season. Yeah. I know that- going to be down to the jail visiting Apollo's ass. I don't. I I thought he was kind of gonna confess and and do this sooner. Remember where were they last year? They were on that trip and Phaedra had gone up to their little bungalow and he was trying to confront or have a conversation with Kenya in that bar. Yes, yes, and yes. When Peter, Phaedra came down, like, didn't I tell you to stop talking to my husband right. when I was not around? And yeah. Peter and Todd were like warning him all along, like, dude, don't do it, don't do it. And they're over at the bar, like, oh crap, here she comes. But he was trying to have a conversation and smooth things over with her then, and she was like, no, I'm not cool with you, Kenya's not cool with you. Um, so I don't know. Um, the man with with whom I live with and related to my marriage, who claims he's not watching this show, is <laughs> certain that they have screwed. He's certain of it. I think so, too. Yeah. My, my husband has made mention, too. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. He said I, something, something's gone on there. Something has definitely gone on there. Unbelievable. Look, I'll tell you what. Mark ain't skinning and grinning with none of my acquaintances. No. Now, her and Phaedra aren't friends, but no, ma'am, uh-uh. Mm-mm. There's no need for you to be texting my husband under any circumstance. Kenny is the type that thinks because she's cute and she thinks she's cuter than somebody, then she has a right to what they have. Right. So, yeah, no. I can't even deal. No, ma'am. That doesn't work that way. So that's how this this whole uh, episode uh, goes down. Um, We just end up watching Apollo laugh it off and ha-ha, I made it all up. He looks like a complete and utter idiot. Um, not to mention, everybody's called this this woman a whore, and, and 
Kenya and Kenya and uh, Phaedra actually liked each other when they first met each other, and they are like sworn enemies now. So I don't know. I don't know. Let's um. If you don't have any other, uh, if you don't have any other words about episode two, we can move on to three. Let's go on to three then. Let's move on to three. Um, this ba- this episode is basically the aftermath and fallout of the no apology apology debacle. <laughs> everybody's talking about it everywhere we go. Everybody's talking about the Apollo Phaedro situation. Um, this episode begins again with Peter and Cynthia. Um, Cynthia's cooking up a little something. It didn't look all that hearty, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little thin, right? That was, I was like, that's dinner? I mean, I'm, he said it tasted good and what all, whatever, but I'm like, uh, maybe he's on that. 50. So their, 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 um, their diets have to change. They have to eat a little lighter, right? That's my story. Okay. Well, whatever. They're having basically bow tie pasta and some sun-dried tomatoes for dinner. And, uh. They continued talking about Portia's flip-flop comment and all that's supposedly going on between Cynthia and Portia. And basically Peter and her come to the conclusion that they need to stop with the he said, she said. And Portia and Cynthia need to discuss this whole whatever is going on in the blogs or behind Cynthia's back um, with Portia. So... We cut to Cynthia and Portia's meeting. Uh, Cynthia's in a restaurant waiting. Apparently she's been there for a minute. (laughs) She waited for an hour. Child, but out of 30 minutes, I'd have been gone. No text, no nothing. Girl, I'll catch you on the rebound. She played herself. Sharice, I have to tell you a little bit of little something about me. I'm not the most patient woman in the world. I love my husband, but I'm not waiting an hour for my husband to show up. (laughs) I mean, patient, but I'm not that patient. That's just plain retardation. I mean, honestly, no wonder she was so pissed off and short and curt. And the whole conversation was just a shit show from beginning to end because she waited an hour. She was stewing and just utter disgust. The girl didn't text, didn't call. I'm on my way. I'm running late. Just sashayed into the restaurant like, hey, girl, hey. No. Doesn't work that way. So that this this whole meeting was doomed from the beginning. Cynthia's just basically cutting her off, and Portia's trying to explain herself, and she's trying to read Cynthia, and Cynthia's trying to act like she's a boss lady international. Someone said that God. Someone said that Cynthia was dressed like a a newspaper delivery boy from the 1950s. But that's hilarious. I thought her outfit was super cute. I thought it was cute too. But then when I saw that comment, I was like, oh, she does kind of look like, get your newspaper. But, uh, <laughs> and Portia looked like she was getting ready to go belly dancing right after this lunch meeting was over. So awesomeness. Uh, the whole meeting was tense, pointless. They got nowhere. So, so Portia's pretty much a child. She is. She's but you know what is so sad that she is always goes for age. But the sad thing is Cynthia could run circles around you as far as style and class. Any day, every day. That and, and Portia's a pretty girl, but 
She's so average she's when got, it comes to everything else. That's what I was going to say. She's a pretty girl, but she's got nothing else. She's got nothing else going for her at all. So whatever opportunity she, she gets because of this show, she better hold on to them and, and make something out of it because there ain't a whole lot to her besides, you know, that pretty face and banging body. Um, she better marry someone really quick. Hold on to it till she's 47 like Cynthia, honey, because right. I've seen her mama. Uh, yeah, her mom. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, she's kind of a wide load. Kind of a wide load. So, yeah, I would watch it, Portia. Things tend to spread and go south as you age. I don't know if you're going to look like Cynthia. You, you don't have Cynthia's genes. Um, yeah. So that's all I really... They, just has a decent body. I don't think they achieved or came to any kind of uh, reconciliation with this meeting. It was totally pointless. Do you think anything was solved or they got... They just don't like each other. They just solidified how much they don't like each other more. That's it. That's about it. It was pointless. And none, neither one of them handled themselves like an adult during that conversation. No, they did not. They did not. I saw another Twitter comment about basically all of the other patrons in the restaurant, like just looking at these people like they were crazy. Um, basically, the, the commenter was like, look at all the extras that they're interrupting with their meal, with their shenanigans. But anywho, on to uh, Portia, Candy, and Phaedra decide they need to have a get-together to talk about Cynthia's party and what happened. Portia wasn't invited, so of course all of this is news to her. Um, and Phaedra, Phaedra didn't go. Phaedra's pretty pretty busy, so with those two two kids. You should say three kids at home. Um, so they, they meet to discuss the hap, the haps at Cynthia's uh, soiree and um, I guess Candy's wondering why Portia wasn't invited, and she goes into her whole flip flop thing again. And but then Portia's like, "Oh, let me tell you the, you know, the real deal what happened at this party." So, um, Faith was like, "What?" And she was like, "Well, Apollo came back inside and told, you know, uh, no, 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 Candy's telling not Portia. Candy's like Apollo confessed to the whole." fellatio kenya los angeles thing being a, a total lie he made it up and god this has nothing to do with any anything but phaedra had so much makeup on her face it was hard to tell how shocked she was and so phaedra's like back it up what what happened so candy breaks down the whole evening um events again about apollo approaching kenya and apologizing to her for having made up all of this fellatio business. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's pretty much the gist of it. But thank you need to stop lying talking about, well, I need to apologize to Kenya. Like, hell, you do. So, that's, this is the, well, that's a good segue. So, do you think that Phaedra owes her an apology? Nope. Okay. I think she owes Phaedra an apology. She does. She does. Um, I was inappropriate. Um, I was definitely eyeing your man, wondering. She, you know, she's the type to be like, like you said. I'm so much more pretty than 
Phaedra, why does she have this and I I don't? And I could get your man if I wanted to. That's that's the kind of girl she is. Totally owes her an apology. Um, so uh, next we have Portia and Nini, which uh, Nini uh, agrees with you. Uh, Agrees with me to some extent. I think they both owe each other an apology. But Nini's like, apologize for what? <laughs> Girl, <Yeah>. bye. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, fine. I wouldn't apologize until she apologized. Right. Because, you know, she would, like, there would be no re reason for this situation to even exist had you not exhibited certain behaviors of your own that were all the way wrong. True. And you know what I did think about when Phaedra said something too? She's like, this has gone on for the better part of two to three years. While I was pregnant, it caused me so much stress. And I'm like, that, that's, that's your ignoramus husband that you picked out, out of jail, made him into your very own pet. Because she, she, she's treated the guy like her little pet project from the very beginning. Like, just always emasculating him. Um, he would do anything for her and it wouldn't be right or enough. And just she totally just, like, would carry the crap out of him. But uh, So, yeah, Nina... Yeah, I got off track a little bit. <laughs> Portia and Nini discussing both the party and the Apollo, you know, Phaedra situation. And, uh, yeah, Nini's like, apologize for what? And, uh, Portia's like, well, she, you know, she's been calling her a hoe and, uh, a whore and all of this for all these years. And she feels like she's, she owes her an apology. And Nini's like, no, I don't, I don't see it. I, I don't see it at all. <laughs> I don't see it at all, so. Uh, what else? Oh, so yeah, also Portia is like, oh, and uh, Kenya bought Claudia. Do you know Claudia? <laughs> Jordan? <laughs> Nini was none too happy. No. Yeah, I know of her. Mm-hmm, I know her. Did you hear her, the thirst is real, honey, comment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, uh. Nini's not keen on, on new people joining the fold any damn way, but she obviously knows a little little something about Miss Claudia, so we'll, we'll find out exactly why, I'm sure. If you've ever listened to her when she was on with Jamie Foxx or she was on another radio show that I used to listen to, uh -huh. an online radio show called Reach Around Radio, okay. the girl has a mouth on her. Yeah, I can see that. She has a mouth on her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's not so, shy. I think uh, Nini is feeling threatened. Honey, she's so rich and she has all these endeavors. There's not, there's nothing to be threatened of. And not, not to mention the fact that Claudia isn't even married. I mean, I guess she's been, a, she was married to someone once upon a time, but I don't get these housewives that aren't really even married or have husbands. But whatever. Makes for great TV. Um, next up, Candy and Todd. Ciao. What did you think about this situation? Oh, first off, the first, the first scene we see with them, the bedroom scene. What in God's name did I just watch? Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? All of their, uh, paraphernalia. 
That girl better get on her marketing game. I am not even mad. I'm not mad either, but I don't need to see them post-coitus talking about how they just wore each other out. That was a bit too much for me um, at my dinner time, but she did have all of her wares from her her candy. What is it? Her toy line? Candy. Go ahead, Candy. She got. She's got a lot going on. She's got her little web. Is it? Is it a, a web radio station that sh- show that she has? A web show. Yep. Yep. She has the candy coated nights. She's got. I'm pretty pretty sure she's. I hope she's not trying to still sing anymore, um, but I'm sure she still has her hand in, in writing music. She had her little play that just kind of folded. That didn't happen. Um. Her, her little chitlin circuit stage mama don't burn the chicken plays remember that day? yes um but she does have her her toy line that's going strong and she's got a lot of things going on i may be small oh okay <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, we got to see that that awesome bedroom scene of them just finishing up and then she brings up the subject of babies I feel her pain I feel her pain she is ready she is ready how old is Riley? Riley's like 13, 14 yep I mean she's ready she has her husband now she's in love she's ready for a baby and Todd starts talking about well you know I'm getting ready to go on this assignment and I might not be around a lot and I don't want you resenting me here stuck with a baby and I, I kind of get the feeling sometimes that they they just kind of talk about things as they come up like they don't they didn't know what page the other was on at the onset for some things mm-hmm. um but I could have sworn he's known that she's wanted a baby since the beginning so I don't know why all of a sudden <laughs> I think that he wants a baby. I just think that he's just starting to pick back up work. So mm-hmm. he's more worried about the timing. But I feel that men always want things to be perfect. There's not a perfect time. There's yep. not a perfect time. And she, she, I don't know if, I, I kind of got the feeling she was giving up on it instead of just tabling the discussion for another time, perhaps off camera, because if this is something she really wants, they really do need to talk about it if it's something they both really want. But she was like, oh, well, you'll have your job and I have mine and we'll just work ourselves to death. I kind of felt like she was giving up too fast. I'm like, honey, if you want your baby, get your baby. Mm-hmm. He told you. She knows her man. Yeah. And so she probably backed off for now. For now. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. So um, the talks turn to the impending arrival of Todd's daughter. I can't remember this young lady's name. Sorry. We'll just call her Todd's daughter for now. But that's she's. Sad. I can't remember either. She's coming from the Big Big Apple to, to Atlanta to move in with Todd and Candy and, and Riley. And so they welcome her into the house. That was the most awkward <laughs> introduction of a blending of family that I think I'd ever want to see. Um, what'd you think? I don't know. I, uh, listen, mm. Riley is not here for it Mm-mm. whatsoever. And I, the thing is, I kind of understand. Yeah. Um, that's why. I was adamant about 
not wanting a man with kids because it's so hard and it's so difficult. And I probably, the way I am with kids, I'd have been like Riley. I'd have been side-eyeing that girl something terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. I I just felt like that was a weird way for them to meet. And then plus the cameras too. I don't know, you know, how how often they've seen each other or ever talked. But there's quite an age difference there. Um, plus the fact that Riley's an only child and has been spoiled her entire life by Candy. Yeah, um, she's a good kid. She makes good grades. She's a, a well mannered kid, but obviously very 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 spoiled <laughs> she's the spawn of mama joyce honey she's the spawn of mama joyce and she doesn't even know it because it's always been that way um but the talks turn to you know todd's daughter they're all like in, in the living room talking and talking about allowance and how she needs to work, do some work around the house and todd's like trying to lay the lay the ground framework for um some of the ground rules and some of the chores that need to be done and how maybe you can earn a little allowance or whatever. I'm thinking this girl is 18 years old. She doesn't need an allowance. She needs a job, right? That, honey, I was thinking the same thing. Okay. But, okay, I'm going to let you get to it because you know my, my part when my face fell to the ground. Right. <laughs> so they're talking allowance and Riley's like, oh, to d- do the dishes and, I mean, like, make your own bed and keep your room clean, like $100. And... Todd and Candy are like, no, not $100 for that. We got to come up with a whole lot more um, before we pay you $100 to do shit you're really supposed to be doing any damn way. Right. Um, so, yeah, the the 18 and allowance, that didn't jive with me. Homegirl needs to be uh, pounding the pavement of Atlanta, finding a job. And she has connections. She's She knows Candy, so they'll find, they need to find her a job ASAP. I, I was thinking, like, um, John Witherspoon said in Friday, you need you a jobby job. That's right. <laughs> ASAP. Because nothing good can come of an 18-year-old girl that doesn't have a job that's just sitting around a house like that. They were talking about giving her the range, too. Who got gas money for that? She needs a Prius. And where are you going to be driving? Honey. Okay. Just hold on. There's more. So then the talks turn to curfew. And I don't know why, like... They put her on the... Well, they didn't put her on the spot. Like, his, her dad is asking, well, what time did you used to come home when you were in New York? And she's like, um, 12, 1, 2. Uh, and Raleigh's, like, face was like, huh? She was like, no. There's not even anything in Atlanta open that late that you would need to be... <laughs> that you would need to be out at that hour. <laughs> well, Riley really wanted to say, honey, ain't nothing open but legs at that at hour. That hour. <laughs> That's what she wanted That's to say. That's what she wanted to say. Not up in here. Uh, and Candy's like, oh, she was like, because, you know, Riley said it in, like, a sweet way. But she was like, no, I really don't think there's anything you need to be. Like, they kind of invited Riley into a conversation that really should have been between her and her dad and Candy. Not open for discussion with 13-year-old. But even the 13 recognizes that, honey, you do not need to be out in the streets at... 1, 2, 3 a.m. And Todd was steady co-signing, like, yes. 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 <laughs> so, th- this is just going to be an interesting um, 
an interesting dynamic for this season to see how they make this all work. Um, because Todd and Candy have completely different styles and ways that they see um, what a young lady should be doing and shouldn't be doing. While 18 is an adult, to me, you're not an adult, an 18 year old adult if you don't have a job. You're still a child, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So some things are going to change. And one being that unless your job calls for you to be out past midnight, I would say, there's no, you don't need to be out that late. You don't have a job. Yeah, seriously. No. You don't know anybody out here. You don't even know anybody. Yeah, we don't even need to be talking about it. You just going to be home when I tell, tell you to be home. That's it. And you don't really have a say. And get a job. I can't say that enough. You got to get a job. Um. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that all unfolds. Um. We did have Apollo meeting with apparently the only divor- divorce attorney in the whole Atlanta. This guy. What's his name? what's his name i can't remember but it's funny because i know i had someone going through a situation a friend of mine mm-hmm. going through a situation mm-hmm. when i was looking for lawyers he was one of the the most highest recommended he must get it done he must he must get it done i mean he was he was talking to apollo about you know what's going on and offering i mean it was very like minimal advice to start he wanted to i think he said something about let's just start with listing the assets blah 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 but he was also offering advice on look you know this is not divorce isn't friendly business shit goes down so he was very matter of fact in telling him like what's gonna happen what the next steps are where we need to start and apollo just sat there looking completely blown like like he was going to see someone about maybe opening a bank account. Like I think it's all becoming real to him. Like this is like if I'm gonna go this route and potentially be thinking about divorce. First of all, this guy is really expensive too. Doesn't he have enough bills already to be paying? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, there Bravo is paying for that. Well, well, yeah. Can't, you can never forget the the Bravo money machine. So yeah, okay, well, I guess he can't afford it then. Um, um, then this scene was hilarious. Claudia and Kenya shopping for furniture and doing a little girl chatting and talking about relationships and men and marriages and um, Kenya's apparently kicked her African prince to the curb. The distance is just too much. Too much. She's not going to move there. He's not going to move here. The African prince... He's too far out of her mind. Her imagination. Right, her imagination. (laughs) Oh, God. So these two go to go furniture shopping, trying to furnish Claudia's new live-in space. I guess, uh, I want to say... Probably like in the spring, in the spring, early summer, I remember, I do remember Claudia um, taking a position on a a popular syndicated radio show, um, the Ricky Smiley show. So that's what brings her to Atlanta, um, amongst other things. But so, yeah, they're just talking and um, this is really the very first scene. I mean, we've seen Claudia in a couple of scenes, but this is the first time we get to know her background, um, who she is and what she's known for. Not just the things that I know her from, The Price is Right and Celebrity Apprentice, but 
she's she's a model she's um she's been in the business for for some time now but they talk about friendship oh we've been knowing each other like 10 years and i i wrote in my notes um knowing each other 10 years does not a friendship make like i've known my gynecologist for <laughs> don't consider her like my friend but whatever they throw around the word friends like it's it's nothing so they're furniture shopping and talking men and relationships they were very touchy feely and flirty dirty yeah. yeah they were a little bit too much silly girls you know what i wrote in my notes at this point where is marlo <laughs> Right. I miss her. I know. I do too. I do too. I miss her personality. She had personality. I don't know. She's a criminal, but she had personality. Yeah, she had she had personality for days, but she, she pissed off the wrong girl, so I don't know if we'll ever see uh, Marlo on this show again. Maybe she'll end up on Watch What Happens Live with Andy one night. They're new, but that's pretty much the... Uh, the conclusion of, of episode three. Oh, we covered a lot and we covered two episodes in like an hour or so. Um, I, don't, I don't know if I remember. Usually I, I like to end these with coming up next week on Atlanta Housewives. I don't remember what I saw, so we'll certainly, we'll certainly cover it in the podcast next week, but I'm sure it'll be something dramatic. Um, okay, on that note, I would really like to go sidebar. Yes. A prayer because they just announced they're well they're in the process of announcing the verdict for the Michael Brown Darren Wilson case. Okay. And I don't think that they are going to indict this man. Okay. And I just really want to pray for peace. Pray for peace. Because um I'm beyond angered and now they're showing people running down the street. So I think it's important that people stay tuned to what's going on, yeah. the injustice in our country as well. That's my political sidebar. <laughs> That's okay. No, we welcome it. I mean, that uh, why Atlanta Housewives is a very uh, poignant social uh, injustice in and of itself. Uh, absolutely. Um, I was expecting this verdict to come down at 8 um, uh, on the night of our recording. So um, I'm, I'm curious to get off of here and... And publish this great podcast and see what's going on in the, in Ferguson. So, um, also offering peace to um, peace and love to that to that whole state, really, because and to his parents. I, I the 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 lack of respect and consideration being shown by his family by the government there is just disgusting to me. Mm-hmm. So, I I offer my thoughts and prayers to them too. Thoughts and prayers to them too. Absolutely. Okay, well, um, we will wrap it up here um, so we can both collectively uh, with the rest of the uh, people who are interested in seeing what's going on um, catch up on the events there. But we'll be back here next week covering whatever's going on in, in, in Atlanta um, on the Housewives. Um, please subscribe to our Snatch R-H-O-A podcast. You can find us on iTunes. Um, reality recap podcast um you can find me on twitter some i didn't really tweet a lot during the last episode but renita really no no question mark just at renita really on twitter um and also renny's reality podcast on facebook until next week ciao Bye-bye. bye bye